Hello and welcome back to the Eurofocus Football Podcast. On this week's episode, I have two very special guests with me, both Wolves fans, Connor and Ben, if you'd like to introduce yourselves. Good morning. Uh, yeah. Cheers for having us on, man. Yeah, morning. Cheers for having us on, Cam, mate. No worries, boys. Awesome. Great to have you on. So on this week's episode, we are talking about the recent Champions League first legs, which I'm sure the most of you have seen, as well as the recent Premier League relegation battle, which is seemingly getting more intense week in, week out. So I think the best place to start is probably the game of the week, Manchester City versus Bayern Munich. So a very tactical affair, wasn't it? But I think we've all come to the conclusion of how good Man City yeah. are. Great yeah. side. Um, 100%. I think, in a way, um, Bayern have been probably the best team in the Champions League this year, result-wise. And I think it just showed how good City were. Um, oh, it weren't even just a 1-0. It was it was a battering. And I think City have really stamped the mark on, yeah. you know, they're saying... I think, I think without Jan Sommer, though, they could have had about... But, you know, with... Yeah, 100%. But then I think it was also on the, the, the other end. I think Bayern could have had a hat full of goals if it wasn't yeah, for Yeah, Edison yeah, Edison did yeah, have well, a good game. It seemed like a little bit of... Um, a few saves. Sane had a Cat few saves. with Sane and um, Edison. Edison. Yeah, yeah there's a the yeah. few efforts from long range. But I found it a very interesting first half, really. I think Bayern were unfortunate to lose 3-0, to be honest. I think both set up similarly in that sort of 3-2-5 build-up structure. John Stones in midfield, yet again, impeccable. Yeah. Yeah, I think, he's, I think he suits that role. Definitely, well. yeah. He's got a good passing range, hasn't he, for a centre-half? Yeah, yeah. He's always been able to pass mm. the ball as well. I think I think he's he's, he's, he's always that, been a modern-day centre-back. Well. And I think now Pep's just moving a little bit front of the back line and starting yeah. to pay dividends, mm. really. But I think, in general, it was always going to be a game that was sort of decided by a moment of madness. Oh, with yeah, the Rodri goal was obviously a wonder goal. Yeah. And then an error from Upamecano in the second half. It, it sort of set the tone then, didn't it, where Bayern needed to avoid capitulating, didn't they? And... Going back to the Allianz in the second leg, you know they can score goals, but that was the last thing they, they needed to go into the second I leg, 3 0 down, especially with individual errors being at the centre of it. Yeah. yeah, I think a big part as well that, you know, we do tend to forget is that Bayern are restructuring at the moment. Um, obviously, getting rid of Nagelsmann is, like, even big teams suffer, and, you know, it's only two weeks since he's gone, Tuchel's come in, and it is rough when, you know, you bump into a world class side like Man City. It, yeah. It is hard to. I think going yeah, into the back. second leg, I don't, yeah, I, don't th- I don't think they're going to pull it back. Personally. You know, it, it, it's going to be a miracle. We yeah. saw it. You know, we wouldn't. Yeah, stranger things have happened. Yeah, stranger things have happened. But you know, I think it's just City's immense ability to wear teams down, isn't it? I, yeah. I wrote an article yesterday about the, the structure that they're using. City in general, in seasons gone by, where they've sort of struggled in Champions League games, they they really have this knack of putting teams to bed now, where they sort of wear them down consistently over a game and I, we said off air the ability to just sustain attack after attack after attack it's just immense isn't it I think yeah. um, especially with having someone who scores 45 a uh, season and we're not done yet it's just it gives that extra ability to you know when when a team's faltering to, to put a quick two past and you know a 1-0 it's a lot different from a 3-0 yeah. and a f- a from what we saw in, in the past yeah. Uh, they've you oh, know definitely. they've got to one 0 got that goal and kind of coasted but like Cam said 100 percent they've now got you know that that will to just kill teams off and defensively they're excellent as well I mean we saw them last year against Real Madrid I remember watching it with you in the pub actually the that they didn't have that defensive steel did they in years yeah. gone by but it seems that I mean I know we we know Ruben Diaz is excellent but against Ake's Bayern, been really good Ake, as well. brilliant yeah. signing yeah and Kanji as well. as well I mean Cancelo got booed well, did you see that did he when he got booed when he came on I didn't see that. Yeah, 
he didn't get the best of receptions from City fans. Football is a wonderful game. They're, they're, they're not playing uh, left backs and right backs anymore, are they? No. They're playing three. No, they're, and then obviously, two, you two go for it at the back. So. I mean, Bayern set up similarly with that sort of 3 2 5, but they work similarly to Barcelona, where Davis pushes on to become a left winger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, same as what Alex Balde does at Barcelona. And yeah. I think it's in. It's, Setup wise, they they work the same way. It's just based on the individual quality which yeah, City show that they have. That, that um, Upper McConnor. Oh no, he it was a, a poor stinker. Show, I, a I stinker. think he had a stinker, but like you said with Sommer, it could have been so much worse. Oh, mate. Even though a couple of goals do relate down to Mancano. That save of his foot. Yeah. That, that, that save yeah. when he made it with yeah, his foot. You got off first, it could have Relate on him. Yeah. But. Early on in the second half, Bayern did sort of switch to a more flat back four, which I think did cause City problems. Earlier on in the second half, Bayern did have extended periods of possession. We saw a few efforts from distance from Sarno and a few efforts in and around the box, yet again blocked by Diaz. But I think it was a game that whilst it was 3-0 to Manchester City, it could have gone either way, especially yeah. the game was taken out of Bayern's hands after an individual error from in, defensively from Ruben Meccano and then Erling Haaland, who seems to score every week in, week out, yeah. doesn't he? How many has he got now? In all comps. 45, 45 right? yeah. Not in all comps. comps. How many has he got in the It's just... Like, We've been saying it's it. thirty, isn't it? Thirty in the Premier League, isn't it? Thirty. Yeah, it's fair play. We've been saying it for a long time. Yeah, we, it's that a joke. If you know, City got that striker. You know, Aguero was injured a lot, and then when he retired, it was just kind of they just need that. Who final, did that? Who? Yeah, uh, piece was, of the puzzle. Who would they and replace now, him with? In the replace last him season, they did. They played really well at centre forward, didn't they? For most yeah, of yeah. It. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, there was Paul Slime, wasn't it? Gundogan yeah, was it, playing it, there at times. Yeah, yeah. He did a job though. He got goals. It's also a team that sold. You know, three players, well, two to Arsenal, and just let Cancelo go out on loan and yeah. looking better than ever, which is yeah. crazy. You know, the depth is just unreal. I think that's one of Pep's biggest strengths, though, in the fact that he knows that you have to refresh the squad every yeah. every three seasons or yeah. so, don't you? To, because it's like Sir Alex Ferguson used to do when they'd let United had let players go, and you'd say, well, why are they letting him go? But it's that squad refresh that really does make an impact. You know, Cancelo is arguably the best fullback in the world, really. Yeah, yeah. Letting him go. We saw Sterling go. Other players in the past. Sorry, Ben's just fallen off his chair. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't fall off my leg. Uh, I dropped about six foot. I'll see later whether we keep that in or not. <laughs> but no, I think Tuchel won't be happy because I think they've fully got dismantled by, as I say, individual errors. But a 1-0 defeat away at the Etihad wouldn't be too bad when you've got the second leg at home but yeah. being three goals down is massive that, that's that's a tough one to climb back into the like, game that's, like you just said especially against a team like yeah. City as well like you just said if it's a 1-0 Bayern are, are so good that you would bat them to you know at home to, may, to goal, maybe yeah. take it through to extra time or even win but a 3-0 that, that deficit Means you have to batter a team. You've you got, have to yeah. smash a team. You've got, you've got to go in there and you've got, you've got to. And teams like Man City, Man City ain't going to let that happen, are they? Yeah. Exactly. Teams like Man City, they, they don't, they don't lose four 0 We'll get onto whether City are favourites later on after discussing all the other teams, but they're excellent, are they? I just, I just oh, think. Yeah, oh, you run out yeah. of superlatives for that team. Don't they're you? as close to a perfect team, I think, that we've saw over the last yeah, for a long time. Uh, for a long time you know yeah. what they've done in the Premier League as well I think it goes underrated in the Prem. You know, because Liverpool were right behind, but we never saw a team be that perfect. Yeah. You know, in all our lives. So you just have to admire them, don't you? Really? Yeah, hundred percent. You know, you can't. You can't. I don't think you can hate them, though. I just think. No, I think that good obviously, football, like, the fans are getting are getting now, and they've got the last ten years what 
they probably deserve having to watch yeah. you know the big club in Manchester play League One football. So <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I get there's certain people have off the field views about how spending money etc. But from an unbiased point of view, in terms of just watching what is happening on the on the pitch, they're faultless, and I think yeah. they do deserve a lot I think, of credit. And so does I think though they've spent their money well. Like there's yeah, rarely a time that they sign a player and he and he comes and he flops. Like if you look at the I record transfer, yeah. it is it's Rodri's and it's still and it is, that was what like sixty odd mil. And you look at every other. Well, that's their record know, transfer. Yeah. And Rodri's the best. So they, they obviously bought well. And they've and got to a point now behind? where. Like 40 odd, 50 odd million. Oh, they've got steel, to a point now steel. where their revenue's so high, they're not actually spending this so called yeah. loyal money. Yeah. They're spending their revenue. And it's like I you think say, they're spending they've done well, it perfectly. Though. I mean, sometimes it takes pet players. I mean, it took Grealish. I mean, Grealish have been fantastic. Sane, it took Sane a year to really adapt to Pep's style. Same for Sterling, same for Rodri, but they spend well and. Julian Alvarez as well a perfect understudy for Erling Haaland yeah, 100%. brilliant yeah, forward in general yeah. I mean it's not just the first team they have when you could think they're bringing these players off the bench when Riyad Mahrez isn't starting yeah. Julian Alvarez isn't starting for example they, they could put out a second side and I think they'd be comfortable oh, in the Premier League 100%. 100%. they could literally put a, a whole different 11 on the pitch and they'd, and they'd still flash yeah, most just, teams but the side is really young also like Obviously, they've got you know a few players who are a bit older, but like if you look even Diaz, Foden, yeah. Haaland, Alvarez, they're all, get, they're all coming into their prime now. Yeah. Like 20, not not even they're, they're still quite away. Well, and they're still just this good. Oh yeah, true. Um, I wouldn't say Foden's been forgotten about this season, but he's played more of a bit part role this season as well, hasn't he? Yeah. I think yeah. when you look at the talent they've got throughout, it's just. It, I also got to give credit to Arsenal as well to even oh, yeah, continuing this title charge when you're yeah. against a team that's so relentless as City. Yeah. And in terms of the title race, that's not something we're discussing today, but I think City in general, I can see them going on to win the league because of that just yes. relentless ability that to just wear yeah, teams down and Especially win game with game. Arsenal City taking place later this month. Definitely. Yeah. That's we'll just have to wait and see. Definitely. So on the same night we saw Benfica host Inter. And that was a strange game to be honest, because I've criticised Inter a lot on the podcast this season for how inconsistent they've been. Inzaghi's taken a lot of a flat this season I feel rightly so in a way but into a fantastic the other day did you watch that game boys I, yeah. um, I did I, actually I've seen that I think I personally I think Benfica was unfortunate to lose 2-0 um, I thought they played well they, they weren't as good as they have been this season a possible hangover from losing to Porto at the, week, at the weekend I don't know but they do play good football and they, they their ability to sort of shift through the gears is immense going forward but yeah. they were missing a, key, a, key, a few key names sorry defensively but I think Inter were fantastic I, thought. I think what I, what I noticed in the game was Benfica were really good in patches but that was it Yeah, and yeah. I whereas Inter were though. probably not a better team in patches overall they were and that's what you've got especially in big games uh, you've got to really capitalise on yeah. Yeah, well I saw I see that uh, Inter actually scored with their first shot first shot on target first yeah. shot on target with the Bar- Barella yeah. header weren't it He's so key for Inter. It's it's one of those where when he plays well, Inter play well. Yeah, yeah. You know, that has always been the case. Bastoni, who hasn't had the best season as well. Inter in general, he, he was the one that been the ball in the ball in, yeah, in the middle yeah. of the park. Barella looks untouchable sometimes. Yeah, but Inter's aggression, I was I was surprised by because it's something they've lacked so much domestically this season. They've had such poor results over the last few months. They beat Napoli, following on from the World Cup, which was a great result. But they've been really inconsistent. Lautaro Martinez I think it's seven games without scoring now mm. Lukaku's only scored one goal from open play this season Yeah, they haven't been the best but 
I said it a few weeks ago where I think that Inzaghi himself is a manager. He's won two Coppa Italias. He's a manager who specialises in cup competitions. And you could see that the other day, I thought, yeah. where their aggression was superb. There was It was a perfect response to the criticisms that he's sort of taken this season. And it was a very, very nice bit of adaptability, really, in terms of Inter's pressing. was quite high up the pitch, which is something that, yet again, hasn't been seen. Yeah, I think, obviously... Um it is probably the easiest draw out of the lot this year. Uh, well, this year's uh, quarters. But I think, you know, you can only play what's in front of you. And I think Inter reacted really well. Um, they've had a tough season. Every Italian side's had a tough season this year. Um, and I think to come out, biggest stage of them all, and put in a performance like that where they were pretty solid throughout. Um, like you said, Inzaghi does specialise in uh, cup competitions. And, yeah, I'd... I'm looking forward to the second leg. Hopefully, uh, we can have a decent game. But um, yeah, I think, I think, there's a lot Inter, of I think Inter will go through. I think there's a lot of pressure off it now in terms of that second leg, especially yeah. getting that second goal because you can't write Benfica yeah. off scoring. Mate, I think Benfica are a great side. Attacking, looking at the well, stats yeah. here, I mean, it didn't look it didn't look right. It was the penalty as well. It was always going to be Jean Mario, ex Inter yeah, player. I see He'll that. Give away the penalty. Do you, do you think it was a pen though? He hit his head and then it hit his arm. You, you've seen them given, haven't you? And that's yeah, the problem. Oh no, it's the, the problem is man. with with um, penalties like that is if they're not given, then the whole charade comes that it yeah. has it has yeah. had contact with the arm. I think yeah. who was the ref? Was it Michael Oliver? It might have been. I can't remember. I think actually. it was Michael Oliver. You know. But, but no, like looking, obviously, I'm looking at the league now, and um, they are you know levels ahead of um, Porto in points, and then Braga in third. Uh, not you said it, the hangover, and that's a problem. Like obviously, yeah, we'll talk about Napoli later on. They were unfortunate to lose to Porto the other day. I, I did think, to be honest, but as I say, I was, I was quite disappointed with them the other day because they haven't been as good as they have when I've watched them this season. And I did write Inter off, to be honest. I thought Benfica would dispatch them comfortably because I think Inter were fortunate to get past Porto, to be honest. But yeah. I thought Benfica would be a lot more ruthless in front of goal than Porto, and they really lacked that, which was quite surprising, really, when looking in their form. Uh, we had Chelsea playing away at the Bernabeu. Well, didn't them well, did it for them? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> it was, I think, exactly what people thought. I think they was done and dusted before the time. Yeah. I think, I the, think the Chelsea goal, really, yeah. the Chelsea fans especially, they knew just, what, just want the season to end now. Uh, um, yeah. Do you think that's why they brought Frank in though? Because it's almost he's got a free pass with the Chelsea fans. That I they don't. Can, I don't know. I think. I think it's more of, like, obviously, I'm not. Todd Bowley but uh, surprisingly <laughs> really um, but I think bringing in someone who is Chelsea through and through um, towards the end of the season after a terrible first season adds a little bit of you know just to try and you know make yeah. it better yeah. and I think it doesn't matter what Frank's going to do he's going to be gone. I guess but personally I don't think it was the right appointment but the, the problem I is just, who I would just, bring in I would have just um, kept I mean, Graham Potter till the end of the season there was talk about Julian Nagelsmann and I love Julian Nagelsmann but I think he's similar to Potter in a way that he's maybe not ready for that job yet in terms of making that step up it's, for a it's team it's a bad job though like it's, it's a poison chalice isn't it we said that yeah, earlier on, on, on our way here like, even, if, if, even if you win you're on borrowed time anyway and yeah. like look at every manager we've saw you know manage Chelsea and it is two three years max and you know a, a person like Nagelsmann who looks like want a long, he likes a long to be setting project. jobs yeah. you know like uh, Graham Potter in a way Graham Potter is a project manager isn't he he's somebody yeah. he wants to bring in to progress the side yeah. and he wasn't the right appointment at the time nah not all so he Luis weren't Enrique, ready for the challenge was he Luis Enrique seems like a very Chelsea fit for me because he's somebody who 
is some who would be there yeah. for two or three years yeah. and be happy with that. Yeah. Similar to Antonio Conte, obviously very different styles of play. <laughs> but I think when I wrote about it last week, I think with Frank, it seems like he's been brought in because he almost has a free pass with the Chelsea yeah. fans to see the season out and then transition to a new style of play and new management in the summer. But I watched them the other day at Molyneux and they were absolutely yeah. awful. If if the, I think if they're out the Champions League and I think if they're out all comps and a long way off Europe, then you can bring in Frank and it is a free pass. We'll see it out to the end of the year. But when you've got a game against Real Madrid at the Bernabeu on the Tuesday it's a or the Wednesday, yeah, like you can't bring in a man who recently just got sacked from Everton and um, you know his biggest compliments finishing fourth. And to me, that's just a really weird appointment. His management record in general has to be questioned. I mean, he took Derby from fifth to sixth. Yeah. He had a good I, first season at Chelsea. And didn't get promoted. <laughs> yeah, with arguably what was the best he side did. in the championship that season. Yeah, he didn't even take him up, did he? No, no, lost to uh, lost Villa. In the Villa, Villa yeah. Yeah. With arguably, you know, you look at that side now and you see Harry Wilson, Mason Mount. Who else was that? There was Tamori. Tamori, yeah. yeah. He's fine now. You know, you look at that, that squad they had and... Then he had a good first season at Chelsea, bringing through the youngsters. Yeah. Then tailed off when he did bring in the likes of Werner Havertz the next yeah. season. Yeah, he, he got so much help at Derby as well, and he just like, obviously from you know as he's Chelsea got a lot of help with the yeah. loanies. He just got a load of Chelsea youngsters, didn't he? But still couldn't do it. And I, I think for some people, just I'm not saying managers what for him, but I think he oh, just needs course, to take yeah. a step back and instead of jumping, I'd go back jobs, to a Championship club. Instead of jumping from job to job, it's I mean he jumped from. When he left Chelsea, when did he go to Everton? Was uh, it straight to Everton? Straight. It well, too long. Yeah, it weren't too long. It went straight away. But no, no, I, I think it is a couple not, months. A few months. Yeah, a, a few months. months. It might have been. When it's I just when he took the job. Jumping into that job was. Which Everton's, oh, Everton's another poison chalice job, isn't 100%. it? Where it's 100%. a very difficult job to take over because the Goodison faithful expects so much. Yeah. Well, they don't expect they so think, much. They think the they deserve something, don't they? Yeah. After. But I think all they want is the desire to play at Goodison Park. Yeah. which I don't think was there under Lampard no. in many they ain't, they ain't been good for a few years now have they ever oh no like, th- th- like obviously when we're, we're all growing up we're, we're all 20 t- you're a bit younger Cam but Everton you know especially under Moyes um, were you know, European regulars and now we look at them and they've got no yeah. they've got nothing about them and you know sadly well, we digress back on, back on to yeah, uh, yeah, yeah Champions League Chelsea <laughs> Madrid. Yeah. I'm just really passionate about Everton, Everton. <laughs> for me I saw some I saw it on the, the live coverage last night saying that the tie isn't over but I really oh yeah they're, they're dead Chelsea can't score four games without <laughs> scoring that, that, I knew that game was over before it even kicked yeah. off you, there's no way they're going there and beating Real Madrid <laughs> That's not, their biggest game of the season. We did say weirder things have happened, but nah, nah, really there's it. not a chance, mate. For, for a there's Chelsea a side, winless in no, what not winless, sorry, uh, goalless in four, and they've got a difficult game against Brighton at the weekend. Yeah, a side who demolished Chelsea earlier on in the season. It's there's just, there's no confidence, is there? And when I watched them at Molyneux the other day against Wolves, there were there was no movement, there was no energy, there was nothing to them, was there? No. And I think to go into a game against Real Madrid who away as away from home especially with the likes of Vinicius on the transition <laughs> oh, Benzema mate. ever so reliable in these games you wouldn't put it past Real Madrid to put another two or three passes oh, yeah, I, think that, um, I think they're going to go and beat him at Stamford Bridge anyway. who's been yeah. obviously two, three, no, um, at least not got notes to hand but who's been scoring for Chelsea this year I know they've only got block 40 in the Prem I mean, but... has scored a few from the spot clue, yeah. I don't know I, I really they haven't got a goal scorer have they? Yeah, they, no, haven't, no. they haven't got that out and out well, score Bamiang 
came to do the job. Has Sterling got, got a few? You know, Sterling. He's, we've got a few, but not many. Yeah. I mean, they ain't scored that many goals. Aubameyang did. They've only scored like twenty nine. Yeah. Aubameyang scored a few when he first came. Yeah, I'm not too sure. Not to correct. Sterling me, scored a few when he first came, and then mm. you've heard nothing of him. I mean, no. and you look at how many penalties, for example, when they had Jorginho earlier in the season. Mm, yeah. Oh, is it? Havertz yeah. has scored a few from the spot. Good point, yeah. I'm trying to think back from when they beat uh, Wolves at, when I was there at Stamford Bridge. I remember Broja scored that day. Pulisic. Oh yeah. Have they still got him, Broja? He's out injured. He's, he's got a long-term injury, I think. He ain't bad, but... He's not a level centre-forward oh, that Chelsea no, need, no. is it? You, you wouldn't stick him up against Real Madrid and expect him to get an hat-trick. I mean, yeah, Vinicius last night, man of the match, and what a player he's yeah. become. Just quickly, boys. Um, if you could pick one person to um, take over Chelsea at the end of the season, obviously, who would it be? I'd say Luis Enrique. I think so, because... Like I said earlier, I agree I think, with what you yeah. said. Yeah. He's some, at Chelsea, you know, it's going to be somebody who's there for two or three seasons. Yeah, yeah. Max. Yeah. You don't want to be there long term. Don't want to be a project it? manager, is it? Yeah. He just wants Chelsea just don't operate that way, and no, Bowley no. doesn't seem like the, the figure who's going to. <laughs> he wants success right now. And He's just going to throw money. Yeah. At Similar to Abramovich, but in a bit more of a. Oh, I don't know how to say it. <laughs> I don't know it's difficult to think of really yeah it's difficult it's to, a uh, bit more of an out there way yeah. making the obviously Abramovich made big money signings but smart, smarter signings I feel yeah it, it's very much just buy everyone and then fit them yeah. into a team not yeah. I mean Enzo Fernandez, I yeah. love Enzo Fernandez. they're playing it like it's but career mode it's just buying players they really seems are, for yeah. the sake of it isn't it they've just had a financial takeover yeah. and they're just buying everyone yeah. Yeah. Who, who's good but yeah Vinicius man of the match yet again and what a player he's becoming he's so electric isn't he yeah I mean the pace he possesses and that ability to just shift his body so quickly it's fascinating in a way he's, would you say he's the most dangerous winger on the planet um, I don't know you know more than likely yeah, yeah, I, can't, well, I can't Not, not, no winger springs to mind I can yeah, think of Saka at the minute in terms of output yeah, but I can't true. think of anyone in terms of especially in big so, games as well he's direct like, isn't he yeah I can't Obviously, I actually, I actually um, can't think of a better winger than him Rodrigo on the other side does an admirable, admirable he's job. He's decent. Really, he's decent. I can't. I can't think of anyone that's on the level uh, Vinicius has been over the they've, last. They've still two got Hazard. Years. I know. I seen. Yeah. I seen Mark Gold, uh, Goldbridge said last night. He said that Hazard wouldn't even get in Leicester's team. Well, what now? Yeah. Or, oh, now. Yeah, 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 um, obviously. Over Harvey Barnes, I don't know. <laughs> he said that. He said that he doesn't think that. Uh, have. Uh, Hazard would get in Leicester's side right now. I, I, oh, think, I think he would. I think he probably would. Because if he doesn't I, get I in imagine Leicester it's closer side, than who, who's, who's a lot he, of us. Fit. Like, yeah, we, Hazard's to? not played really, you know, enough games consistently for four years. I mean, we'll yeah. get on to talk about Leicester later. So when we talk about the relegation battle, yeah. we can discuss that then. So we then saw Milan host Napoli, and I said before it was going to be an interesting one because as good as Napoli have been, Milan have been one of Napoli's bogey sides this year, being one of the teams to beat them. I mean, they beat them 4 0 the other week. Yeah, I see that. It was, like, it was only like two, three weeks ago, weren't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, as I say, they would fancy themselves anyway. Aussie Men was a massive miss for Napoli. They were a very different side last night without him. He's, he, he does act as a sort of glue for that side, and mm-hmm. his link up with Kvarnskalia is crucial for Napoli. But, massive result for Milan, and that could set up a semi final against Inter, hopefully. Yeah. I think. Was that at, um, it's at San Siro last yeah, night? Yeah. Brahim Diaz, fantastic last night, best player on the pitch. He's been one of the shining lights for Milan this season in what has been a disappointing campaign. They had that run of form earlier in the year where, where they lost, I think, was it 3-0 to Lazio, 5-2 away at home, sorry, to Sassuolo. Lost to Inter twice. 
they have that poor run of form, but they seem to have regained it recently. They seem a lot better. Yeah. Raphael showing his class again. Should have found himself on the score sheet last night. He's a good player. Definitely, yeah. I like him as well. I, like I mean, he was him. the best player in Serie A last season when they were when they won the title. But I thought Brahim Diaz, he won man of the match, but he was the best player on the field last night. And they would feel unfortunate he, not to have scored it, multiple goals. Is he on loan? Yeah, from, from Real Madrid. Madrid. Yeah. Is he? Yeah, so if you if you look at the teams that you watched last night, um, you would not think that one's 22 points ahead of the other. Oh, definitely not. I think... Like, at all. And I, I think that's a credit, maybe a discredit to how bad AC were at the start of the season, but or, or maybe just yeah. a credit to how good they were last night. That it was a thought that I was thinking the other day, because whilst Napoli have been electric, that you can't deny how, how good they have been, and from selling a lot, of, a lot of their key players in the summer and what they've transitioned to this season... But do you reckon you could put their league form down to a lot of teams in Italy being very poor this season and Juventus having a points deduction? More than likely, yeah. Um, I think, obviously, not taking nothing away from Napoli, but I don't think a 22-point gap over you know yeah. the league, uh, league leaders last year, well, league winners uh, last year, is purely down to Napoli's form. Excellent. As good as they are, I think... They're a great it, side, Napoli. Yeah, but it's not a something that you'd think would be a 22-point gap to the champions last season, is it? Oh, no. I know Milan have lacked a few but players. But still a second leg, isn't they? They ain't for course. Oh, I, I think, course. I personally, I think Napoli are still going to well. go through. I think with Ozzy and back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They, they missed their main man. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's what I mean. He acts as that glue for the front three. Yeah. Where Elmas was decent last night. Napoli probably should have scored in the first half. They, they probably felt they should have got something. Kvaratskhelia did have a chance in the first half being blocked off the line. And they but had that red card as well. They had the red card yeah, for so. Zambo and Gisa. And he will be a big miss because he's been very yeah. good for them. And Dombele will probably fill in for him. But I'm looking forward to that second leg because you know... That'll be a good one. Yeah, you know you the don't stadium know, You don't know who's going to go through. It's, I mean, it's a massive game anyway. Especially being for one two Italian sides. You know, it could yeah, go Napoli, Napoli will just have to throw everything at it, really. I mean, Simon Kier had his head hit the bar late on in the, in the first half, which probably would have put the first leg to bed anyway but it's a decent result one nil away from home isn't it against a side they have struggled against this season to be honest where one nil you know with their main man back they could probably should yeah. with the quality they have win over two at home think. as well that's what I'm saying at home I think their record both home and away has been excellent this season but was it at home when they beat them for one nil it actually was, but was it? <laughs> so they've already done them four 0 But what I'm saying is, in general, on a Champions League night, we saw it against Liverpool earlier in the season when the stadium's bouncing in Naples. It's there's not many places better in Europe in terms of atmosphere. Oh yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But overall, in the Champions League, I think we've had some great first legs, and I think I'm looking forward to a possible uh, Milan derby in the semi-finals. Oh yeah, that'd be good, wouldn't it? I think I think it's you know, really nice for us as well um, to see this you know hopefully a re-emergence of Italian football on uh, the European stage yeah uh, like we don't really remember it um, it's just a little bit before us so it's nice because you know yeah, while we've been my, my you know, watching my it's been talk about, yeah. Yeah, the same teams and it's, it'll be nice to have someone else you know in the mix do we agree that City seem definite favourites though I think they're going to win it yeah I think it's the only team that can well. stop City is City yeah. really well, I, think, I think they seem like Real Madrid's the the next yeah the next one and that's that's what it's 
the old adage, isn't it, that you can never write off Real Madrid in this yeah, competition. Exactly. They won never. last season's competition when yeah. they weren't the best team in the competition. They are the Champions League team, aren't they? Yeah, they, they are. Yeah. Fifteen now. Is is it? It? Even without Ronaldo. <laughs> say, when they won the when they won when they won the three in a row, when they won the three peat, obviously with Ronaldo, a lot of people said, Oh, it was because of his impact, but But then they've gone and won it without him. Yeah, they, they had a couple of bad seasons, didn't they? Um you know Transition when seasons, yeah, when the Lopetegui went, there, yeah. there was um was it Solari, the the other manager they had then who else did they have in that time? A couple more, wasn't there? Someone else. There was someone else in charge, but I can't remember oh, who that was for the life of me. But Anyway, I digress. I think you can just never write them off, can you? No, at 100%. this level of, of no. football, they've been poor domestically this season. But you look at their, for example, the, the talent they have through the ranks. Yeah, I think it's just there's no other team that would be saying the same thing about, and that's how that's a credit to how good they are. You know, it's that air of inevitability, isn't it? Yeah, I would like to see Man City win it though, but I think over Real Madrid because it just. Gives them it's about time for them to win it, isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah, that's it. They've, they've, it is. How long have they tried, time, tried to win it? It's just when that time gets paid. They literally had the, they had it on a plate, mate. Last was it no when year before when they lost to Chelsea. Yeah, they literally had it on a plate. De Bruyne did get injured that final though. No, yeah, I think Pep's team selection just... was strange that day. He didn't play Rodri often, and <laughs> the, uh, did he? Yeah. The typical Pep overthinking. Yeah, he's overdone it, isn't he? Hopefully he doesn't do that second leg, by the way. I don't think he will. I, don't, I think no, he's learned I think, his lesson. I think, they're, I think they're through. But I think yeah, C- City have seemed to have learnt that element of inevitability like the likes of Madrid have, where, like against Bayern, where they just carried on wearing them down and wearing them down and wearing them down. Yeah. And defensively, they're excellent. And they seem to have that real steel about them that hasn't been there. The nerves don't seem as as abhorrent anymore. Um, but yeah, yeah. Looking I think forward to definitely favourites. I think you just whilst you can't write teams off in the last stages of a tournament, it's City. I mean, against Leipzig when they absolutely. What do you reckon the final will be? Ooh. So, if we get a Milan into semi-final, is, how do they do the Champions League nowadays? Is it a draw? They, they, they've pre they've pre-drawn it, so it'll be Inter versus Milan in the semi-final. If oh, that's all through, and then oh, it'll be City Real Madrid. Oh, so it can't be a City Real Madrid final. No. no. They've, they've, they've drawn it in advance for some reason now. Yeah, I, I was going to say, yeah. I didn't know if it was like a table system or, no. or they pick it at a hat. So they... Or whatever it is. I think City, <laughs> if it's Inter versus Milan in the semi-final, I'd say Inter over two legs. I think they've got the better of Milan this season over how many times they've played them. And like I said, Inzaghi just has that, that just ability of winning cup games in these sorts of competitions. And I think that Defensively, they were excellent the other day. They were aggressive. And their Serie A season is a bit of a write-off. Same as Milan, so it'll be an intriging game, but yeah. I'll, I'll have to catch it. I suppose if, it's, it's, I, I, I think if their season's whoever, a write-off, um, you, just, you throw the kitchen sink at the yeah. Champions League. I think whoever it's goes... the case for both of them. Yeah, yeah exactly. The final, we'll be looking so it'll be at a good game, it? the lips. Oh, definitely. I think City will be licking their lips in general. Yeah, and I, oh, I think so Real will this be a well. semi-final Pardon? after this? Yeah, like whoever obviously goes through on... It looks like City Real. If they look at And then it will be into Milan... Yeah, into AC, AC it, fo- um, semi-finals so they that, potentially be looking so at that so realistically there's going to be an Italian team in the final yeah no, the it's because obviously going. it's either Napoli yeah. AC or Inter or Benfica Benfica, Benfica it, yeah. oh God. but the chances are there will be an Italian team in the final yeah. that, that, when was the last time an Italian team has even been in the final Juventus 2017 and then the last time they won it 2010 uh, Inter yeah. Diego Melito me and Ben carrying the podcast with this yeah, excellent yeah. football knowledge. Connor just knows um, ex Wolves players, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> He'll be reading his Match of the Day magazine this week. Don't worry. <laughs> but no, I think City are definite favourites, and I think 
it leads us on to probably a starting point to go back to English football with the relegation battle. Oh, so we're still in it, aren't we? We're still oh, yeah, wow. in the thick of it. So we'll get onto Wolves later, um, but I think it's important to look at the bottom three as it is at the moment. Leicester, for me, I think. I think they're definitely I going think, down. I think they're doomed. I just really yeah. do. And especially now they've appointed Dean Smith. Like what? <laughs> what was I thinking? He ain't going to keep him up, is he? Yeah. I mean, his track record in the Premier League is nothing special. I mean, nah. Norwich was a bit of a poison chalice. I keep mentioning that saying today, but yet again, it was in terms of nobody was going to keep that Norwich side up. Are we all really? agreeing that Southampton and Bournemouth are pretty much down? Bournemouth? I don't think Bournemouth. Do you not think Bournemouth? No, no. Bournemouth, mate. They're on, I mean, on 30, 30 points now. Yeah, I think Bournemouth well. I think two more I wins for Bournemouth. I think Southampton are gone. Uh, Southampton are definitely gone. I, th- I think Bournemouth will go down and, and I think no. Leicester will as well. See, I don't think Bournemouth I mean, will go down. Forest, I, Forest are in a position where they're away from when I was on the way back from Nottingham Forest away the other week I was speaking to a few Forest fans on the train home and they were saying just how awful they've been away from home this season I mean I looked at the the table in terms of away points they're bottom of the league in terms of that only six points picked up away from home all season I mean they're not who was that against? I can't remember oh, you're not who have they beaten? Mr Knowledge Mr. No. Knowledge, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been done on my own podcast. <laughs> but did then, the, sorry, so did they beat Liverpool at Anfield? They no. did. No, they did beat Liverpool. It was at home. At home, yeah, at home, at home. So I, I remember actually watching that at the Smokehouse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Big mention to the Smokehouse <laughs> on the podcast this week, Manji, if you are listening. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, they've. They're not clinical enough in general. I mean, they had a massive chance to make put the game to bed against Wolves the other week to make it 2-0. Mm. Didn't convert that. They're not clinical enough in general. And when you're away from home, you, you're getting less chances in general, aren't you? So yeah, yeah. It translates to when you're not clinical enough, you're not going to pick up points away, are you? And mm. just in general, they've been... Yeah, bang on. They've, whilst I get the point of people saying about how much money they've spent, but they had to. They lost half of their squad who were on loan last season. So they had to replenish the squad, really. But I just... Um, I don't know about Forest because I think they're more reliant on other teams being poor rather than them yeah. picking up results. I think because Bournemouth look as if they can pull a result. Mate, out I, I think Bournemouth are staying up. Personally, I think I think, I think they're up. I mean, they had a good result the weekend. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. They beat they beat us as well. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> who so, hasn't this season? Yeah, um, Southampton. Are we agreeing? Are gone. I think. In terms yeah, yeah, of, they're, they're, I in terms of their, it, they've got time, nothing there. I don't look at that team and see one player that, apart from Walprose. Yeah, it, it just shows, though, like especially in the Premier League, if you strive for mediocrity, you end up getting it. They've, and I think look at the teams who are in trouble now. Obviously, uh, you know Leicester, Palace in recent years, Burnley, Stoke. These teams that are just happy sitting there. Yeah. And I, mean, now, I, I looked at Southampton's know, record. Kind of, you do get in trouble if you're not striving in this league. And they were the opposite to Forest in terms of their home and away form. They were 14th in terms of away form. And oh, really? Bottom of the league in terms of home. But I think a lot of that, there was a really toxic atmosphere when Nathan Jones was there. Yeah, wrong, he, wrong appointment in the first yeah. place. It seemed a very, medi- like you said, accepting mediocrity yeah. appointment. But there was a toxic home atmosphere especially. And all just feel around the club since Hasnut was sacked. And I think Sellers seems to have a positive impact on the squad. And I think he probably will keep the job next season. I'm not too sure on that, but I think they're I think they're gone just based on the fact I can't see them winning games. Yeah, who've they got next? Who've they got next? Let's have a look at fixtures. It's just like with the sack of the Parker though at the start of the season after playing. Um, hey. What you were Statman? Oh no, I ain't Statman, mate. Well, 
Yeah, I thought you were Statman Dave. They've got Crystal Palace at the weekend. Ugh. Yeah, I'd say I think... I mean, I'll... Palace, brilliant win for them the other day against Leeds. Yeah, I think... Yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, Southampton and Dave. So, who... So, your bottom three at the end of the season would be... Southampton, Forest, Leicester for me. Oh, yeah, I think it's. I think yeah. Uh, well, it's I think Leicester. No, it's actually so tough to say because you say don't it? know. It, uh, Leicester, I feel they should have bit the bullet sooner in terms of sacking Rogers. See, I feel like I feel like Everton actually to, could go down there. I think any of the sides could. Any of them, there. mate. Sack, it's so hard Leicester, to pick. It should have been either sacking or backing. Like you're either giving money or you get rid because it's just not fair. I don't know why fans to. I just don't understand why they sack Brendan Rogers. Leicester. They, the, the fans didn't want him there anymore. It was a very yeah, but look who you're getting in. You're getting Dean Smith, but he's only there. Till, no, but he's, he's there till the end of the season. There's no he? backing. Like this is a team who they, they didn't replenish the squad, did they? They didn't. Yeah. This is yeah. a team who have bit, won the Premier League, yeah, have won the, the FA Cup, been Champions Mate. League, and been pushing for top six for a few years now. Went further in the Europa League. They were far in the Conference yeah. League last season. I don't get and, it. Though, and now man. this is a team with no backing. They've sold a few of the best players, yeah, and they've still they're looking now at. They're paid for They've it. They've still now. got some class players though. Like, like, this is what I don't know. Madison Tillemans, Harvey Barnes, Barnes, and that's it. That's it. I think. Do you not like James Justin? I know he's injured, but I like James Justin. I think he's but too good to it's go like aren't you? What's happened to him? You know, in the last season, the whole. Hasn't he? You know, he was one of the best. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Indeed, he's indeed he's fell off massively, yeah. hasn't he? Madison like Tillemans. Yeah, I think Ian Atcher is good. But yeah, good, but not. They're not scoring, are they? And it's like Indeed was one of the probably. The, the best, the best one of the best world, sixes in the world at the yeah. point and now he's not which is you know I think it's, it's that's the, life right. <laughs> that's life I yeah. think the difficult job though for Dean Smith is turning the dressing room around that seems very devoid of any sort of confidence yeah. I mean I watched Madison's interview the other day and he looked completely downtrodden completely shot of any sort of confidence or anything and that looks as if it's across the whole squad at the minute they're winless in nine and we've talked with sides around them. I mean, Wolves, West Ham, and Bournemouth and Palace won at the weekend. Yeah, people are just creeping away from teams. Look as if they can pick up points, in, and I know it, it, it chops and changes every week. Yeah, it, it does. But I just can't see Leicester getting results. Yeah, I'll see. I think out of them, them three that we've just said, I think Leicester are the most likely to stay up. Out of Southampton, Leicester, and Forest. Personally. I think if, if one side was to break away, I'd say it was those. Because I'd say it'd be Leicester. I think all it takes for those is a shot of confidence, but it, it's just, That's are it, they going to get that? I, I think they've got too much quality. Like Who? Leicester. I don't know if they have, though. Like they've got, like Cab said, they've got a few good players, but yeah, it doesn't matter what quality you've got. If yeah, they're not yeah, playing yeah, well, yeah, then it doesn't matter. You know, How yeah, many times have we saw teams go down with really good exactly. teams? And I think there is going to be a side yeah, this true. year that is too good to go down that will go down. Well, yeah, yeah of you course. can say that about a lot of the sides because, down there. Because there's teams like Bournemouth that probably ain't going to go down. When you look at the fixtures this weekend, Everton have got Fulham, that'll be a difficult fixture. Spurs host Bournemouth, so that'll be a that could be, yeah, again, yeah. another swing of roundabouts. And then yeah. Wolves host Brentford, Brentford, which will be a, yeah. a difficult fixture. Oh, no. Do you think we'll win that? I've, I've, there is a really tough game against Brentford. There is six or seven teams that potentially could still you know, go down. Still go down, and it's horrible that obviously we support a club in it, but from the outside, this is you know why the Premier League's best in the world. Of which... course, I mean for us, we've, we've got Brentford at home, which will be a tough game. Uh, then Palace at home in the week, haven't we? Then Leicester away, which will be a critical few weeks. Will for that us be three home games on the bench for us? Uh, yes, yeah. I think. Yeah. I think you know three wins. Be, you know, in it, fact, he's not. It's Palace away after Leicester. Sorry, 
We've it's got, a big ask, yeah. but I think three wins, and I think that should, you know, hopefully. I mean, on Saturday they were brilliant, weren't they? I think yeah. best performance, most all-round performance I've seen all season. Obviously, they were excellent against Liverpool when they won three nil. Yeah. But in terms of a complete performance, João Gomez, what a player he is! What what he he was brilliant on Saturday. The tackles, and I loved his energy. I loved that yeah. when he when he made a tackle, he was getting up and he was giving it a fist he bump. Want, he was he celebrating wants it, every tackle. He wants it. And him what? and Lamina alongside each other were brilliant. Thing think. is, though, no Neves. I think. What do you What do you think about well, that? Though? As As amazing as Neves is, he's our best player. He's our talisman. He's somebody who is is given us some of the best memories we could ever oh, imagine, mate. hasn't he? He's probably. Yeah. I've I've spoken to loads of people. Well. Yeah, 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 yeah that's what I'm saying. I've, I've spoke to loads of people and they said he's probably the best player to ever play for. Yeah, Wolves. what what he's done and apart from Steve you know, Ball. especially like the memories he's brought us all. Um, it has been great, and like that—that's probably correct. That he's probably the best player, the best player to Wolves. ever play for Wolves. Technically, um, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Like, obviously, we had bully like, but yeah, he, he never played well, in the top flight. No one expected him to stay this long. Did no, they? oh no, I, I, mean, I thought he was gone last season. There was talks three years ago that he was probably going to go, and fair enough. You know, we're not he playing stayed. European football, and he's decided to stay. If, but, if he yeah. went on, have no qualms with that. I'd say he's given this club everything he can. He's yeah. taken us to Europe. He's stayed with us through difficult patches as well. Yeah, and um, when he does leave, I, before I'd have been worried, but they made a smart signing in January by bringing in Gomez, Lamina. They're, they're, they're buying. I for think the he's mustered that Lamina. Yeah, think he's quality. He brings experience alongside a yeah. young Gomez. Yeah, Mateus Nunez looked brilliant the other day as well. What a goal! He looked a lot more freed up, and what a screamer as well. Good goal. And I think we- alongside Palace, I think. Wolves are probably one of the sides most likely to stay up now. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I, I, I think the win I was, at the weekend. I was really like, helped. I was worried about us going down. I but think Wolves yeah, West that Ham win, that and Palace. Well, we were rock bottom for yeah. for quite a while there, yeah. and I think, like you said, some sometimes quality does matter, and we do need to invest in a striker. Oh, we mate, do need it, to get goals back. Ever in. since Raul had that injury, mate, we've needed a striker. We've got player, we've got that collage. I'd, I'd have loved to have seen how he played and obviously Fabs um, Fabio yeah, yeah coming true, back true. Um, maybe um, obviously Lona and Alex oh, and then I PSV don't think, I don't think um, so hopefully he can come back and um, I don't think he'll be that, that guy Yeah, I'll always have hope you know he's, I mean, he's still really it, young I've seen it that he didn't that he wants to stay at PSV for yeah, the I've season I've seen some reports about that I won't mind him staying though because he's not like he's going to come back and get us 15 goals Well, you can keep him over there but we need someone you know, we yeah, need someone I'd, to score I'd, goals. We I'd, can't I'd, keep on having Podence top scorer with I'd, seven. Yeah, I know. I'd, I think I'd bring in Lopetegui will feel that he can, the side can break away from the bottom three, but that's something we've said for a long while now. Yeah. I think us, Palace, and probably West Ham are the most likely sides to break away. I think West Ham are another side that are too good to go down. I've got a weird feeling yeah, about yeah. Leeds. I know they got yeah. smashed by Palace, but they've got the knack of. You know, winning a, like yeah. last year, they seem as a, like a team at the undergrass. You, I know they got battered at the weekend. They were, yeah. It wasn't a five-one game, was it? No. I don't know if you watched it. It wasn't a. Did, did they go on the masterclass? Yeah. Really, they went, see, they went on the little. But they they seem as if they can win games undergrass. You, it wasn't the case at all no. under Marsh. But I think this is a case for a lot of side down there, where teams seem like they can win games and then, like Wolves putting a poor showing like we did the other yeah, week against Forest. Yeah, it's it's one of those things, and it's where. For example, you look at the Wolves fixtures, uh, Brentford at the weekend, which will be a tough game, but then Leicester away and Crystal Palace at home. Yeah. And those two two games against sides in and around us would be crucial. I think Everton as well, 
we got them at home at some point, haven't we? Uh, Everton look much more capable yet again. I like a lot of sides down there under new management of winning games under Dyche, but that's an impact that Sean Dyche was always going to make, wasn't it? Yeah. They're still in danger, don't get me wrong. I, I think they could still go there. It was obvious, you know, when he got appointed, what... Um, you, know, yeah. you know what's going to happen. Yeah, and the thing is with Everton now is they just do need to, you know, um, restructure. And a lot all the, you know, bottom six at the moment, a couple of players changes a lot. And especially with us, Everton, Leeds, West Ham, you know, obviously Royce probably will go, but a couple of players in the summer... I think... Ch- takes a team from 15th I to think he, you know, I think he'll I think he'll go Ross Arsenal I think he will I think he'll go Arsenal yeah same you how much do they want for him I don't know it'd be a lot won't it I'm, I can't remember the, He's good what's the um, what do you boys think about Moisey I think he'll be gone at the end of the season I think he's I not know. overstayed his welcome but I think that every manager's time comes to an end doesn't it yeah. it's, I it, think they're winning on at some point I know a few West Ham fans what's that I know a few West Ham fans and they're wanting gone I think, as I say, it's just one of them where... They are still in the yeah. European Cup, though. I, I know it's, you know, the Mickey Mouse of European Cups, but... but every manager's know. time comes to an end, doesn't it? You look yeah. at Nuno at us, for example, when at the end of his last season, as much as we loved the manager, it was it was time for it's a, a refresh, It's a fact the memories, it? but yeah. goodbyes, isn't it? I mean, even Lopetegui at Sevilla before he came to us. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things where sometimes things do naturally come to an end in football, and that is the case, unfortunately. Mm. I feel like that's the same case for Nevers. You think? I think that's, mm. I think for a lot of players down there in just, general, obviously we just spoke about Declan Rice. Mm. Probably the same case for him, where yeah, again, it's time to move on now because kind of outgrew. Yeah. In a way, Rice has outgrew. Uh, West Ham, Yuri Tielemans, James Madison, Madison. yeah, Ward Prowse is they, one of the they big want to ones. play European football exactly. and you know, a player like Declan Rice. How old is he? Twenty five now, and he's never yeah. played Champions League football. Going into the prime of his career, you need to, don't you? And especially like getting into the England squad, you know. I know he's still in it, but players like Maddinson, if they were at you know, oh, top course, four, yeah. it opens oh, yeah. the doors up. They're going it straight away. Yeah. You look at the impact that going to City's had for Grealish, where he's a guaranteed person, guaranteed player in the England squad now. Yeah. We're at Villa, I think that's something Southgate always used to say, flat four, wasn't it? That he never used to give any minutes to players outside the top six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's very biased. And he it's always like, chooses his name. Oh, I don't think Mount Ollie Watkins, good. how did he not get in the thing? Yeah, the last England exactly. it's, it's like Calvin Phillips, though. Like he I, I don't know how him. he was in that last England yes, squad having he played, played Man City, 50 mate. minutes all season because he plays for Man City yeah but I think there's a lot of players as I say down that bottom end of the table that will feel that can go on to bigger moves in the future especially at the end of this season yeah. like we spoke about Neves Yuri Tielemans and Madison possibly Barnes as well yeah obviously you've but I think that's Barnes is more dependent on Leicester going down I think I think if, if Leicester stay or P would stay there, yeah, I agree. It's, it's his club, isn't it? He's been there since. Do you think? Do you think? Um, but I think sometimes do you do you draw the line, especially as a player. You know, you're looking at your career, and if Leicester, let's say Leicester invest, maybe Manninson might stay. But I think if if he just looks at the club and how bad it's being, you know, invested, funded, then you would jump ship because you know if, if Newcastle come can we come oh yeah he's, for going. Example. he's no, going your career's only so long and yeah. Yeah, you know. you've got to do what's best for you I don't yeah, think 100%. a top club would go for him but I keep seeing Newcastle keep being mentioned with Madison that's a story I keep seeing Tielemans has been linked with Arsenal about three transfer windows yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a long time oh, what do you think though <laughs> do, you, do you think if Southampton go down and it looks likely do you think Walpress is going to st- Obviously, obviously, if they if, if they go stay. down, he's going to leave. Think he'll go because I think. But if it, no, but if they stay up, what I'm saying is, do you think that he's going to stay? If if they stay I'm, up, well, he had those links to was it Villa last season? Was it? I want him to go. I don't know. Um, I think 
there is a chance that, like, like you said, with um, it's his club. Um, yeah. I think there's a chance he'll stay. What, even if they go down? Yeah. Ward Prowse? Yeah. I think I, he's, I think he's just do. one of those club players that, one, one club that man. will. I think he's too good, though, to go down. No, he definitely he's is too good. good. And he's not got a shout in the England team if he goes down. I mean, but, you know, those set And I'd like to see him in the England team. The gravy. He, mate, he's mustard. They'd I think, anyway. That is the first time the word mustard has been used on this podcast. So <laughs> we welcome a new word to the vocabulary. Welcome to the mustard pod. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I think that, um, I mean, he had that move to Aston Villa that never really came off. I think, was it last summer or yeah, something? Yeah, I yeah. see that, I see that. Right there. I don't know with Ward Prowse. I like him a lot, man. I, I, think when, I, I rate him highly, but I think when you compare him to other English midfielders. Well, you think... I think he should be in that England team, man. He's another asset. I, I, like, I look how good he's at set pieces. Like, he's literally an asset that no one else in the world's got. If you have a free kick, mate, you know it's going in. Who would you Nine times out of ten. If you want him in the England team, though, starting, who, who would you take embrace? out? There's no one to take out, is there? No, you'd have him on the bench, wouldn't you? Yeah, I just oh, want to see him in and around the squad. No, no, no. No. Oh yeah, he's no, obviously gold just for your, your eighty minute, you know. That's what I mean. You've got a free pieces, kick, mate. Eighty minutes in. Yeah, when you, one nil down game. in the last few, the last few minutes. Bring of the game, him on, you're mate. You know, it, you know it's going in. Oh, I think that delivery aspect, of course, but I think, yeah, again, as I say, in terms of players down there, Royce, I think you said he'll go to Arsenal. I think. Yeah. Telemans maybe the same way. Telemans, oh, yeah. Mm, yeah. It, um, to be fair, it all depends who goes. Ruben Neves, hopefully not. To another club in England, <laughs> yeah. Oh, hopefully, yeah. Barcelona or something like that. Well, hopefully, obviously, stays. But like you said, in the past, we probably rude the day that he goes. But um, now, nah, obviously, okay still want to stay. But you yeah. know, it's looking like uh, the inevitable. You know, but overall, boys, before we finish off today, who are your bottom threes for the end of the season? Do you want to go first? Definitely for me. I think. Oh, nah, go on, go first, Ben. I need time right. to think about um, it. <laughs> I'll go for. In order as so, well. From 20th to 18th. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go Southampton. Yeah. I think they're pretty gone yeah. already. <sighs> Bournemouth Forest. Bournemouth? Yeah. I, I, oh, I can't. They, mate, I've, I've got a feeling they're going to go down. Nah, uh, right, first. It's good uh, job there's no money on it. I'm going, <laughs> I'm going Southampton, Forest, uh, Everton. Everton. Oh. I don't know, man. I just. Uh, I'm I don't think South- Everton are good. God, they can. Southampton, Leicester, Forest for me. I just can't see Forest winning games. I think they're You've not got something against Leicester. Yeah. Leicester, I just think they're doomed. <laughs> I just, I just really He's got something are. against Leicester. <laughs> he just hates Leicester, there's, though. There's, um, there's, this podcast is unbiased. There is nothing against any If Leicester anyone's from the East Mids, um, please do not uh, make a complaint. Yeah, with, <laughs> with two East Mids teams in there. As yeah, well. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> No, but I'm Forest. sure Derby fans will be loving listening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we're all Midlands boys, all of us together. Uh, <laughs> we do not care yeah. about districts. <laughs> but no, I think that will be it for me. I think that just Leicester seem devoid of any confidence. I think yeah. that doesn't seem as if they can score goals. They don't seem like they can win games. This this is when they go and beat us next week at the King yeah, Power. You know that. <laughs> yeah, you know that, mate. You jinxing it. Yeah, I can't wait. You hate yeah. Leicester. And if we do have, I do not hate Leicester. Yeah, if we do come on again. Uh, and we do lose to Leicester. Well, if you come in on the podcast next week, that is the day before we play Leicester. So, uh, oh, sound. <laughs> yeah. If Brilliant. anyone sees um, Cameron Smith at the game, uh, please do not, you know, resort to violence. I know he's wrong in what he's saying, but you know. No, it's <laughs> that we'll leave that there. <laughs> Thank you very much, boys. It's been a pleasure to have you. No, on. no, thanks Great for letting us come. Yeah. Cheers for letting me on. No, yeah, no cheers. Worries.
I hope you've all enjoyed listening on this week's episode. Next week, we will be back to discuss the second legs of the Champions League. So thank you very much for listening. I'll see you all next week.